Hey, 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 welcome to the show. My name is Jordan and I want you to succeed. Glad to be here. Before we start, can you do me a favor and hop onto YouTube and search for Jordan D. Parker and press subscribe. Thank you and enjoy the show. This is the story of how I failed my first business. And I failed my first business by overthinking. I was overthinking and over-engineering a solution. I was overthinking a solution to a problem. When in my very first business, in my first startup, we were making games. And those games had something in common. They were going to happen in the same universe, in the same in-game universe. And to make that possible, we had this special type of networking that would connect different people playing different games on different devices. So, for example, one person is playing a game on their computer, a different person is playing a different game on their PlayStation, and finally, I am playing a game on my iPhone, and we are all playing together in some way. And we had this genius idea, I still love the idea, I think it's very smart, to connect different games together. Now. All of that was going to be built on top of the framework, the platform, the core. It was just a bunch of code that would allow those games to talk to one another. And I was in charge of that. I was making this. It was my baby. It was going to be perfect. But it wasn't perfect. Here's what happened. When I was building my first game, a game in which you're building towers to stop the bad guys to, from breaking your castle, I created the first version of this framework, and after we worked on this game for a few months, I created the second version of this framework. And mind you, this took a very long time. To create just one version of this framework, I took about a month of working non-stop, and I'm talking non-stop, really. Back then, we were so passionate about this business that we were working all the time, like really all the time. Now. After three more months, I did it again, and I did a new version, once again, of the same framework. And this process repeated several other times. And here comes one of the issues. When you are spending most of your time building and rebuilding a framework, no matter how elegant and great that framework ends up being, you're not making games. And if your investors are looking for completed games from you, and you're not completing games, then you're not leaving a very good impression with your investors. And that is not great. Now, I was not making a very good impression to our investors, to say the least. But I didn't get that. And unfortunately, my entire team has never encountered this situation and no one really saw that. We realized that we were being slow, so we decided that we needed to ramp things up. We needed to work faster. So we started entering every single game competition we could find. Uh, on every competition, we would deliver a new version of our game that was even better than the last one, and we would compete with that one. And that gave us a lot of deadlines so we can progress faster. This worked, but the amount of work we had to do to be ready for every single game competition was intense and not well planned to say the least because it was terribly planned and it uh, got us to burn out really quickly now combined between this between the investors not being terribly happy between the team not having the best relationship because of many reasons and a bunch of other problems that came from having your very first business we ultimately lost our funding that was a tough moment for me and for every one of the founders of course but it left me with a few lessons. 
First of all, why overthinking can be great. Overthinking can be extremely valuable if you're focused on solving a really tough problem. If you really spend a lot of time deeply thinking on only one thing, you can create some amazing ideas. Like a lot of ideas that we had for our own framework were part of blockchain 10 years later. It was, we had so many of those ideas so much earlier, we were using them for completely different reasons and there was absolutely zero chance for us creating blockchain. Like this is not, not a claim that I will ever make, but we had a lot of the same extremely smart ideas because we were spending an enormous amount of time thinking on a very small set of problems. This can be great. So overthinking is not bad or good. Overthinking is a tool that you can use to solve specific problems. But if you use it to solve the wrong problems, you'll end up having different problems. Here's the problems that we saw and how they apply to business. Number one is you lose the ability to plan properly. If one person is spending an inordinate amount of time thinking, you will not know when the results are coming. And that means you will not know when the project can actually be completed. This is an issue because you want to plan things if you are delivering them to a customer. Number two is you waste a lot of time. If you're on a deadline and if you're doing something for someone else, they will expect results. And no matter how friendly they are, at some point they will expect results. If you spend the majority of your time thinking of how you're going to do things, you have far less time to execute. And when you execute is the only time in which you match your ideas to reality. And without matching your ideas to reality, you won't know what works and what doesn't. The models in your head will always be far simpler than what really happens in the real world. And they will be inaccurate because they're not comprehensive. So you need to often test your ideas against the real world and not just live in your head. And finally, if you have a person overthinking on your team, they're probably not communicating very well. If you have several, then the team communication is not great. Now, in our case, it was not just me overthinking. We're all thinking way too much about way too many things instead of just doing. That might have been a sign of laziness. That might have been lack of experience. It might have been many things, but it did happen and it did result in terrible communication. And this terrible communication later on escalated into massive problems in the team. So here's how to deal with that. Here's what to do if you are an overthinker, if, if someone else on your team is an overthinker. First of all, you need to understand that iteration speed matters. Iteration speed is how fast you can make a chunk of your work happen. If you make chunks of your work happen fast, then you will ha have fast iteration speed and the other way around. With fast iteration speed, then managing this in the long run becomes easier. There, it creates more opportunities for, for communication. It creates more opportunities for learning. So breaking your work into smaller blocks is generally a good idea. Next, to deal with overthinking, the best tool you can possibly use is constraints. If you had a deadline for your thinking, you will not overthink as much. In our case, we started unconsciously using those by going to those game tournaments. By showing our game in different states and having this fixed deadline, because those 
game shows had a specific date, we were forced to finish specific things on those specific dates. And that meant there was less time for overall work. And from that big chunk of overall work, an even smaller chunk of it could be dedicated towards thinking. If possible, I would reduce the amount of thinking to zero now, but that's rarely possible. But reducing it as much as you can using the environment is a good start. Now, in the long run, you should work on your overthinking habit. This means stopping this overthinking whenever something happens and accepting that, yes, you might fail. Yes, it might suck, but you can trust yourself and you can move forward. The more you do this, the more you build this self-confidence and the more you can go forward without thinking much. And the better your intuition becomes and the less you actually need to think, but that's just a bonus. Now, to help this, I personally create a lot of goals and I try to follow those goals. I try to-do lists, but to-do lists do not work great for me because when I create a to-do list and I can't do every single item on it, and I often can't finish the whole list because I add many items that shouldn't be there, I end up having this overly long to-do list that I at some point abandon. Yes, if you want and if you like to-do lists, you can use them as your go-to tool and you can work on becoming better at using them. They were just not my thing. Now, the one thing that really helped me was peer pressure. I share my goals with everyone. As I share my goals with everyone, I feel peer pressure to do them. And so I do them. One tool that I used a lot is pairing with other people. And pairing with other people is a technique that comes from programming. It's called pair programming. And it's basically you are working on your computer and someone else watches you and helps you with ideas or the other way around. But you can apply it to any kind of work. And I even discovered that you can apply it even if you're not working on the same project. So one person works on one thing and the other person works on a different thing and you're just hanging out together or in an online call. This helps immensely. Like you're thinking, hey, the other person is looking at me and judging me. They're not, they have their own work. And because of that, you're performing better and they're doing the exact same thing and also performing better. It's a very weird thing that people do, but it works. So why not use it? And finally, when it comes to overthinking, communication is the one thing that can solve so many problems, overthinking included. So increase the amount of communication you do. Try talking to people every single day, every single morning when you wake up or every single evening when you finish your work, share with your team. Hey, today I did this and I didn't do this and tomorrow I want to do this and I have this issue that's kind of stopping me from doing that. That's enough. Sharing this context can be enough to help the rest of your team know what's up and to give them the opportunity to help you if they have a better idea. And often they will have a better idea because you're probably working with smart people. Anyway, I hope that was useful. Cheers. That was the end of the show. Thank you for listening. And if you have a moment, go to Instagram and search for Jordan D. Parker and follow me there. Thanks for watching. And as always, I'm your biggest fan. Cheers.